You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Shameless After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Shameless After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing. We're here doing Shameless Season 3, Episode 8 called Where There's a Will. Woo-hoo. I am not Will, but I am Phil. <laughs> Phil Sweet. Good one. See what you're doing yes. So clever. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us yet again. Uh, join alongside this week. I have JJ Jurgens. Hi, guys. And uh, a new face Yay. to Shameless, but not a new face to AfterBuzz TV. Kathy Kelly. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Make sure to tune into her Once Upon a Time podcast later. Yes. Um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, Wrong choice of words. <laughs> Wrong choice of words as I thought about the topic we're getting into. Uh, let's talk about V and the mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, a good one. Uh, well, Kathy, you actually you picked it up. I wasn't picking it up yeah. because, I mean, I guess girls' intuition, whatever uh-huh. it may be, but talk yeah. about this. I thought last episode, and I, I called this when I was watching the last episode, I thought that uh, her mom was going to start coming on to... What's his name? I can't even think of it. Kev. Kev. Kev, yeah. yeah. I thought that the mom was going to come on to Kev. Um, I just didn't see this going well. I knew that it was going to be Maury Povich, which they said, actually, last episode. Mm-hmm. It was just going to turn into this like clusterfuck of a family thing, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, you knew when she started, like, really dressing up, and it's like, you know, the ladies that always make sure they have, like, oh, the good bra and underwear on when they think they're going <laughs> to, like, somebody going to see it. Yeah, she started getting a little too, like, well done for these little... She gathering. Looked like, she looked like a high class call girl. Yeah, and then bringing her own music was just a nice, classy touch. But, <laughs> but uh, for, is it not weird? For, this is her son-in-law. Yeah. Like, oh, well, how, yeah. This is really messed up. It Why? was very <laughs> weird from the beginning. Even with the chicken baster, it was weird. And now it's gone to a whole new level. Like I thought at the beginning, like last episode, at the beginning they were. Um, like they were separated and it wasn't this whole ordeal and now it's the three of them in bed together yeah. which is just completely creepy yeah and i mean it's gotten to the point where i don't even think they're drinking anymore like they mention drinks but they're not drinking anymore before they do the deed and then v walks in and sees it and is just appalled well, there was that one point where she was actually in bed with them. Like, it was the three of them, and then oh, Mama I mean, jumps in the center. Yeah. And it's just, I was saying Fiona walks in, oh, and it's Fiona, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, what? Wait. Let me, let me ask you, like, obviously, you have, to, you have to be a pretty desperate woman to see this. And, and uh, hopefully through your collective knowledge of the Real Housewives, Cougar Town, and all these different, like, a woman, obviously, this could take place. Well, Hopefully not, but like, not, but you guys are the females. 
you break down the female brain. Okay, for well, this me could not take place in any of my worlds at all. I cannot imagine being in the bed with my mom and my boyfriend. Like, no. no, I could not. Would not turn me on in the slightest. I would not. I mean. Yeah, but from the perspective, I understand that V is like, I really want a baby that badly. Keep it in the family, the closest genes possible. I don't possible. care about. No, I understand. Even I understand the V's. Yes, I understand V's I mean, perspective. I guess the mom, if she said she hadn't been on a date and for so long, and she was feeling like her vagina was all dried up, and yeah. so she's like, well, at least if I'm going to be like hoard out, I'm going to like, you know, instead of probably feeling super cheap and trashy, she's going to show up looking what nice I, and like I, make you, it a big like. Can I tell you a secret? And then I'll let you talk. Kevin. Here's the thing, if, if you haven't gotten laid and you really feel like, like, if as a female you just walk up to a guy and say, hey, let's like, yeah, go up to Frank. Yeah, guys are not picky. Guys are not picky. But at the same time, I think girls are picky. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, girls choose who they sleep with. Guys, they will take pretty much whatever they're given. And so if she wanted to get laid, yes, she could get laid. She looks very good for her age. But the fact is, she wants a younger guy, or she wants someone who is going to make her feel sexy. She doesn't want to go up to Frank, who's probably going to smell of piss and, like, a garbage mm-hmm. dump. She wants someone who, you know... Well, I'm sure there's part of Kev that, like, revitalizes her. She's, he's, oh, like, this exactly. younger, hotter, like, built guy, sexy guy, and she's like, okay. I, I think like, it really <laughs> did. It, it spiced something yeah. up back in her. But I think, honestly, I think that she's using them now. I don't think that it's about making a baby. I think that Maybe she hasn't gone through menopause yet, but I don't think that she's fertile anymore, and she might know that, and is just kind of like using the situation to her. Well, let's. Talk I think benefits. you might. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about the text at the end. You know, yeah, it was yeah. kind of a throwaway, mm-hmm. but very revealing. You know, and and I loved how he tried to make it a joke, and then it just wasn't a joke. What, yeah. Where is this going? And that, obviously, it's kind of more. She of a prediction, clearly but. has feelings. I mean, yeah. with most women, when they have sex with someone, they end up developing feelings for them, whether they want to or not. It's just that's how women mm-hmm. are. Um, not many can have sex without being emotionally detached. Um, and I think that that's where she's kind of going. Like she sees, she kind of thinks that she's in. I don't know whether she thinks she's in that family and she's like the third wheel now, or she just wants to kick V out and like just have Kev all to herself. That's gonna be weird. Oh, it's already weird? Yeah. Alright. Well, I think, should we leave it at that? Yeah, I think that's good on that that. one. (laughs) leave it at that. I'm mad at Kev that he didn't tell her, though. Yeah, it was pretty bad to like make it seem like, you know, that it was a joke and then, Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of turn that. Well, here's what I love about Kevin, the fact that he did tell the truth but then he just saw her reaction yeah. and he was like all right he's always trying to protect her and look out for her so he just thought uh, maybe he can deal with this on his own but i think it's gonna get mm-hmm. it's gonna get weird <laughs> yeah all right my favorite phrase of tonight's episode me tard you tard <laughs> retard nation wow <laughs> they said that they brought it there <laughs> Um, they chanted it over and over. <laughs> Obviously, we'll we'll talk about Sheila and Karen, but I just just I want to talk about this real fast because I love Sheila's political take on this and, and her wanting to do something. And and what what is the reason behind this? Like, what what does she really have to gain by joining this effort? Well, I think she's trying to you know she doesn't have Jaime living there anymore, so I think it's some way to for her to feel like she's still kind of connected and like doing something for her grandchild and like being involved and active. I think giving her some something to do, kind of yeah. something a 
a focus. I think that Sheila needs that. I mean, we've seen her go kind of from, like, people are her projects, and that's how mm-hmm. she stays busy. So it was Karen for a while, then it was all the people that she was, the older people that she was taking care of, then it was Frank for a while, and then it was Jaime, and now she doesn't have that, so she needs something to focus mm-hmm. on um, to get her, you know, through. And I feel like she's very motherly, she's very nurturing, and since Jaime isn't there right now, she needs to focus her efforts on something, and that is this retard nation. Yes. <laughs> but great to see her out there fighting like that, the woman who couldn't before even step foot outside of her front door and then to be on the street like picking fights with the local, you know, grocer, grocer. grocery store yeah, grocery store owners. Owner. Yeah. yeah, like, good for her. <laughs> I mean, it really was a great scene. Uh, just them back at, I'm trying to choose my words, a retard <laughs> no. meeting. There's no, I'm going to You be- can't, you can't get around it. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for her because with Karen coming back, I feel like she wants... Karen is going to be her next project. She wants Karen to be better. And sh- this group is, like, one of the ways where I think she wants to change Karen. And it's just not going to happen. Well, let me let me argue against that. Right, so we've seen Sheila. She couldn't say no to Frank for a long time. And, yeah. you know, today she finally kicks him out. You know, she's she's always... She's now taking a stand against Frank. Now, she realizes today that Karen heard her. I mean, this if you really think about it, this, this is so deep that will she forgive Karen? I hope not. I don't think she's going to this time either. I think I kind of agree with you that um, that was kind of like the last draw for her. It's like she put up with so much before she left. And then it broke her heart when she left, you know, too. And then now to come back and she thinks that maybe there's some sort of way they can mend this relationship. And I feel like that was like the lowest blow that Karen could possibly deliver to her. And the fact that she did it, like, right away, I feel like. And I, I don't feel like she's going to be go easy on her and be nurturing. I hope not. I think Karen had us all fooled this episode, and especially Sheila. And then now I feel like next episode we're going to see a lot more of, like, the backlash from that. And people not being so receptive to her coming home. Yeah, I mean... We were so overjoyed when Karen's back, yeah. Karen, and the, the new I Karen. wasn't happy. Oh, you're smart. I know. <laughs> shit starter, so. I gotta say, because like, I was over Mandy, like, I just, it was kind of blah yeah. for me, that storyline. So it's like, yeah, I, I think, like, I'm actually still glad Karen's back. Like, I hate her, <laughs> but She'll it's like, I drama. love to hate her. Yeah, because like, she is such a little shit stirrer that I, like, enjoy watching what she, you know, and again, like, tonight with Lip, we talked to you, you're like, well, that wasn't the look. And we're like, no, that was the look. We're like, Phil, that's the look. He yeah. still is in love with her. He, she still, like, had such an impact, just even showing up as much as he wanted to fight it, like, his eyes welling up. And we it's like, she it. still affects him as much as he hates it. Yeah. So she she can for a tiny little girl, like woman, she sure like causes a lot of drama. Yeah, I will give Lip a lot of credit because he, he did choose his words very carefully and he knew he had to get out of there because if he kept talking to her, as you guys point out, he would have cried. Um but he, he said the word, you know, she says to him, I listened to your voicemail and he was very specific in uh, his answer, which was Oh, where I said fuck you. Yeah. So ob- obviously, you know, he, he's he's trying to fight it, but <laughs> my gosh, I think <laughs> he's come such a long way from where he was when she left, and I feel like her coming back, like he picked up all the pieces, and he was finally moving on with his mm-hmm. life, and now I feel like he's just going to revert. Oh, I, I do feel like though he recognizes. 
how she is more even like he said i can't remember what his exact term when he basically said you know he she created war basically between him and mandy without even like getting dirty or even like yeah, she, she just dropped drops bomb. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so i think he's you know pretty smart and aware of yet but, he still know, goes back he still, to her yeah, he still episode. wants to have sex with her yeah <laughs> so who you know uh and and forgive me jj because i'm gonna go to kathy on this one mm-hmm. just because she's a little bit new but i'll answer too who's better mandy or her um i think that mandy is more loyal I think that she would be better in the long run. I think that she is boring and they don't have as much chemistry. Um, but I don't see anything good from Lip being with Karen whatsoever. I think Mandy is great in that she pushes him to take the SATs and to go to college and better his life, even if she knows that she's not going to be involved in it. And Karen is all about herself. Okay. Now, is... What feeling? How would you define Karen's feelings towards the lip? Because in many ways, for me, uh, when when Lip is getting a blowjob, he's he's just like, can I continue working? Like he's enjoying it, but again, he's not really in the moment. Whereas I feel that with Karen, while while Lip's behind her, <laughs> she's just like, all right, just I'm gonna take it. I I feel like. Um Obviously, Lip has more feelings for Karen than he does Mandy. If if you break it down, he would, you know, go to Karen every single time, like if it was a choice between the two. Um, and it's unfortunate. I feel like Karen is all about herself. I do genuinely believe that she has feelings for Lip, um, but she's also, you know, going to have sex with 12 other people while she's in a relationship with him. That's just what is always going to happen. Okay. JJ, your thoughts? I agree. I I think, um, I mean, Mandy, you know, I've never been a huge fan of that whole storyline. And I did like V calling her Mandy Skankovich tonight, though. (laughs) (laughs) I just leave those classes. I love how she's the good girl in this situation. The girl who's like the slutty, you know, whatever. Yeah. But but again, like, I don't think Karen brings anything good to Lip's life. You know, I, I just don't. I don't think she brings a positive thing. I mean, clearly he they have a great, you know, great sexual chemistry. Um, but she's kind of a bit like Frank, you know, she just uses people and Takes whatever. Off. Yeah, whatever is going to be best for her. And then she can drop them like, in a, you know, in a flash. And it's just there's just no no caring about anybody else's feelings or. Yeah, I was really hoping like, for reform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do I think? I well, up until this point, I thought Karen was good. You know, I was sucked in because of everything, and and you know, from the previous seasons, even or from this season, from this season, you know, because yeah. again, like, you know, uh, maybe in many ways, lip remembers the past and things like mm-hmm. that. But you tend to forget, you know, just even in life. And so I, I was kind of with Lip, where you know, Mandy was getting on my nerves as, as she was to him. And so I was like, oh, I've got to get Karen back. And when Karen finally came, I was like, yes, you know, now we can start something. And But then seeing Karen's actions today, you know, towards yeah. Mandy, towards – and not so much Mandy. I could understand that because you're trying to get your guy back. But towards Sheila? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's revealing. I, I wanted the Mandy thing to end for a while now. I think that it's been overplayed a little bit. But um, – I feel like with Karen coming back, I knew 
this like the second that she said when she showed her Paris tattoo and she's like, oh yeah, some guy stole all my money and tried to sell me to a sheik from Yemen. Mm-hmm. I knew that the only reason why she was coming back is because she was completely burnt out of all of her other options and she was only coming back because she knew that someone would take care of her there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because she was coming back because she had reformed and wanted to make nice with her family and her friends. It was because she had exhausted all of her options. I feel and- like that too. But I feel like that that's when, that point when you hit rock bottom and, and reform happens naturally through that. Out of the ashes comes the phoenix. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I thought when she first came back, we were going to see a little bit of a changed Karen, too. So maybe I was just hoping and <laughs> naive. What about um, the conversation that Lip had with Mandy in the room where he was like, you know, I didn't ask you to. We didn't have this conversation. I didn't ask you to. I'm you glad know. that they finally had that conversation because it's been a couple weeks coming where he's been. He he feels like she is, you know, trying to make him into like this house husband of hers. And like especially when her half sister was there and they were trying to play house and Lip hasn't asked for any of that he all he wants is like someone to have sex with that's really all he wants and i don't think that he really cares about her he's never going to you know be disloyal to someone um that he is that close of friends with but i don't think that he wants a relationship with her whatsoever but here's the thing so i agree with you but remember when ian confronted him about this situation and while it wasn't obviously to this extent but he said you know you're being rude to mandy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well fiona confronted him and said the opposite i feel like he's kind of torn like he does he cares for her but he doesn't he wants someone else to be her knight in shining armor he doesn't want to take that responsibility but he kind of did because fiona warned him that like if you do things like this for a girl like him him, a girl (laughs) that was another character we had wait a second um yeah she's like that a girl like her she's gonna think like the situation is more than it is and she kind of made him be aware of that that's what he was doing and he continued you know to do it so that's just his character and yeah. and Mandy has been there for him. She bailed yeah. him out of jail. She's done a lot of things for him, um, which, you know, shows that she puts him in front of her a lot of the time. But no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, realizing it now, they're both just not right they're, for that yeah, yeah, I agree. We need a third girl. Lip, Lip Lip needs new have, option. No, Lip needs to have no girl for a while. <laughs> Get his act together, take the SATs, go to college, and just... <laughs> like you said, when they're grabbing their... rocket sorry. scientist and make a lot of money and buy them a nice house. <laughs> like when you said that when they're grabbing their lunches, you're like, where's he going? Where's he taking his lunch to? He's not in school. Yeah, that is <laughs> what true. What is he doing? Um, there was something shameless that I wanted to bring out that was about Karen and Lip or something, but I forget. Hopefully I'll remember it and then, so don't be mad if I bring it up randomly in the midst conversation. (laughs) Um, All right. Before we move on, uh, before we move on, I do want to thank all of you guys. Uh, You know, a lot of you have been writing emails, a lot of you have been commenting on YouTube and iTunes, so we we really appreciate that. Partly because we, we read it and it helps formulate our thoughts. And it's very cool seeing your guys' perspectives because right mm-hmm. now we're, we're just three and we like to get the conversation started. But, um, again, there's so many different takes on all of this. Um, and so we appreciate that. So continue to do that and tell a friend if nothing else. Mm. Don't have a friend? Make a friend, as JC <laughs> said on Bachelor. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, someone else who needs a friend. Chris. Oh. <laughs> oh. By the way, what I really I I 
like the storyline because it felt very organic. You know, Frank needed somewhere to stay, and and you know, obviously it's an, it's tied into AA and so many different levels of, of things. What was your guys' take on this? Do you, do you like Chris? Uh, do you like where this is going? Are you enjoying it? I did enjoy it. I liked him. I thought he was cute. He's just this big, like, kind of sweet guy. And uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I, I love the dynamic with them together. And I thought it's, it was really refreshing and, and good. I I love the dynamic too. I think that it's. Uh, it was really funny, and I knew something was off about him from the AA meeting. I feel like I've heard this storyline before, though, in other shows. And I can't think of a show that I've heard it in, though. And it wasn't Go On, even though I know that's about, uh, like, group. But it was there's some other show, and if anyone knows it, please tweet it out or something. But there's another show that had someone who's not an alcoholic going to an Oh, an Dexter did that. Yeah. Dexter had him. Yeah, he, I don't know if that's what you're talking no, about. He no, wasn't an alcoholic. It, it was someone who who didn't have a problem. Like it wasn't like a you know they were a serial killer and went to an AA meeting. It wasn't like that. Um, Are you thinking of Fight Club? Because Fight Homeland. Club kind of <laughs> did that. No, it, but I mean that's my point is that we've seen this. In, so many writers have done it before, which is just kind of I don't know. It works. Uh, I'm just saying it's overplayed. Yeah, but I, I think we're gonna get a different take on it. I mean, you know, the one I can think of again is Fight Club, but. It's not going to go to that level. We're not going to... I mean, it, it, it could get to that level because they, they both have weird ideologies on, on poli- politics, but... As um, long as they leave think... the stuffed animals alone, I'm okay with it. But if stuff starts happening with those stuffed animals, <laughs> Chris has got to go. Creepy, dude. <laughs> that dog was... <laughs> Can't I take mean, it. <laughs> but I just, I just love Frank because, you know, he puts himself into these situations and... He didn't have to go there, remember? Because he's walking out, and he realizes in that yeah. moment, wait, I don't have anywhere to stay. Let me get on this. I want to know what happened to the old sponsor and why the old sponsor moved all the way to Florida. Well, remember, we don't know that's the yeah. case. As we find out later, uh, he just found him creepy, and he couldn't find him. Hmm. So we didn't, he might not be in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I mean you yeah. wouldn't find him creepy? <laughs> no, I completely find him creepy, and I feel like he's only going to get creepier. That's what I'm saying. I feel like maybe he wants to, like, be a taxidermist to people or something. Yeah, there's, I don't there's know. definitely going to be there's something, something that, weird. Yeah. Just, well, something I mean, really do, do you guys want to cut to what it's going to be? It's going to be the gay rights thing. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, well, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about Which it. Other? At the end, they both put on their, uh, uh, what do you call it? The. The black thing that goes over your eyes. Eye cover? Uh, Is that the term? Um, I don't know. I don't sure. have black... Co- I don't My have brother a- wears those when he sleeps. Um, <laughs> Whatever the night, night shades. shades. <laughs> 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 Look at that. I figured the girl... Martin, I, I figured... Know, what are those called? We made it up if it is. Martin, <laughs> I asked two girls covers. something, I, and I figured I would I'm get an like, answer, but I didn't. I don't know what a nightshade is. It's it's a thing that like you wear on a night blinder. Or night blinder? So that you, like, like, it covers your eyes so that you can't see any of the light. How about just eye cover? There you go. There you go. Let's go I think that. they have a different name than that. Yeah. I will ask There's my brother because he's a dork and he wears Me-tard, you tard, <laughs> retard nation. <laughs> That's what we are. Oh my God, I'm going to get so much hate mail for that. Okay. So, uh, but they were in the same bed, you know? And obviously it's a one bedroom apartment, but you could, you know, obviously with the preview, we know that's kind of where it's going. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, what I like about it is that Frank gets into these situations without thinking. You know, it's it, for him, it's always a short-term gain, but uh, it ends up, 
it never really hurts him in the long term, <laughs> oh, realistically. He's getting a steak dinner and yeah. wine out of it, so Ribeyes, I don't think Frank's yeah. at all. Yeah, but nice all uh, bed. all of his actions, it's it's always fun because because they affect the Gallagher mm-hmm. house. You know, ob- obviously by him calling child services, they could have lost their house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect Frank. You know, in the yeah. short term, maybe, but not in the long term. And yeah. so we'll, I, I'm excited to see how this kind of affects people. I mean, <laughs> he's done more for a buck before. Wasn't he, like, giving blowjobs to guys in bathrooms for, like, oh, money that one time? That is true. And, and think and about it. Think about the size of a penis he can now take. After going awful. after, after what? being the mule, awful. yeah, after, uh, yes, <laughs> nineteen, eighteen, yeah, eighteen. I think it was actually things. nineteen because he 19. saved one for, him, for himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so, just saying, I no. had to go there. I had to go there. Um, you know, and again, I like how he's trying to avoid him, and then you know, now booze is brought up, and he gets all the free booze that he wants. It's great. It's a good deal. Yeah. He's also, I mean, that was kind of his situation with uh, Sheila when he was living in her house. He was taking. Oh, God. Other oh, things well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the yeah. whole reason why he can take 19. <laughs> Sheila trained him well. Same situation. I, oh, this is what I was going to say. I, 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 loved, um, I loved when uh, Jody's like, put on some pants. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm recovering. I'm recovering. <laughs> I'm hypersensitive. I thought that was really funny. That uh, is another uh, messed up situation. That almost parallels V and Kev's situation uh, right now, except everyone's willing with Sheila mm-hmm. and Kev. And, and, and they're not doing they're, it at the same time. They're not having a threesome. Uh, it's close enough. It's still awkward, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I think Jody could definitely take it to that level. <laughs> yeah. If they were all willing. Yeah, I think he'd definitely be game for that. Oh, just that <laughs> scene of him just blowing himself last time. That was just... <laughs> Extremely flexible. I love. I I just want to say, last episode. I know I wasn't here for the after show, but last episode, uh, when Sheila was just like, you know, I just don't find love being, you know, having sex with my boyfriend on a tarp with six other dudes or whatever it was. It's great because she's so she's trying to choose her words so carefully and just just the specifics of what she goes to. Like most people, just be like, "I'm just not, you know, I'm not really into sex toys or whatever." But the specific level that she goes to. Oh, she is into sex toys though. It's different. I think I think the way that she phrases it is just so cute because it seems so innocent when you know that she's not. Yeah. So. Well, they definitely have problems. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Speaking of, uh, yeah, this is not going to be a fun transition, but speaking of <laughs> like retards, uh, if you don't know what super retard strength is, go see Adventures of Serial Buddies <laughs> out in theaters as we speak. It stars Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Kathy Lee Gifford, Maria Menounos uh, from Two Broke Girls, Beth Bears. It's got George Mirasan from My Giants. It's got David Preval from uh, The Sopranos. I mean, could I just tell you Narrate, who's not in the movie? That might Narrated, be faster. And I saw it today, and there was a cameo by Mr. Phil. Yes. And I would like you to one day, please, for Shameless, wear your stash in here. My stash? <laughs> yes. Yes, that, maybe the finale, something. I mean, it, it, for those of you who, who have not seen the movie, I'm in the movie. I'm wearing... Here's what I was actually wearing. I was wearing facial hair for the reason that I was working on the movie and I didn't have time to shave because I didn't have time to sleep, let alone shave. And so that's how that came about. So So is that real? 
Yes. Wow. I it went. It was quick because yeah. I got killed. killed so Were it was quick. But I was like, oh, I think he had a huge mustache. He was in the roller rink scene as well. So. I, I was wow. a kangaroo. Cameos. I was looking for you in yeah. there too, but I was like, he's got to know where you were coming. But yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's a hilarious movie, so you should all check it out. It's about two serial killers that are in the vein of Dumb Dumber, and they kill, and yeah. it's funny. They end up becoming friends. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good moral. Story. <laughs> we can't say it's a family movie, but it is. It has a good moral to those. Maybe stories. a shameless family kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I, I think Carl Carl yeah, got some Carl. ideas. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> Carl. Can we? Go, go should ahead. we talk about him? Uh, oh, we're getting to sorry. We're getting there. Well, well before we My get bad. to Carl, let's talk about Jimmy and their new jobs, and you know, also their relationship. Um, and Kathy, I know you have some, I don't, I don't know if you would call them pet peeves, but you, you grew up in Chicago. Yes. Um, I grew up in Chicago and, uh, I grew up in the suburbs, but I actually lived right downtown in River North. And Jimmy says to, I forget the driver's name, the one the who's babysitting him. I love how he it, becomes the chauffeur. I love how he becomes a chauffeur too. And the reasoning is great. He's like, well, would you rather sit in your car and drive me somewhere? Or would you rather hop on the L and, or, you know, have to get out of your car, park it somewhere, hop on the L after me as I go up to River North and have dinner with my buddies. Um, but Jimmy said, I want to go to Chicago and LaSalle. And I used to live two blocks away from there. And I can tell you that there are no nice restaurants within a couple blocks of there. He should have said a different street because that cross street is Moody Bible Institute, the bookstore for that. Um, a block away, there is one of the most ghetto McDonald's in all of Chicago. Maybe and, they upped it. And I mean, there, there are a bunch of apartment buildings, but no, I'm, I'm positive. There's a Chick-fil-A a couple blocks away. <laughs> there. If you'd gone two blocks in any other direction, there are some nicer places. But then okay, he, maybe maybe they no, did, no, no, and then no, down. no. I'm just saying that it's it's. Um, you would have said like Chicago and Erie, or you would have said Michigan and like Chicago. There are different places that he could have gone. And what's that awesome <laughs> is that because of this fact, the whole fabric of the shameless universe <laughs> has been. Like, I'm just I'm saying done. there That's are it. different places he could have said to go. Fair you enough. can put up with retard nation. You mm-hmm. can put up with girls with penises, just but because- wrong restaurant in Chicago. She's done watching. Just because I know the restaurants around there, and he could have gone to a million other cross streets, and it would have been okay. That cross street. Suspend just, your disbelief. Like, you know how many Boston. You know how many Boston TV shows and movies I watch that are just you know just suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Um, but okay, speak to the fact of him growing up in a rich neighborhood in Chicago, and and now the fact that he's. He's got cockroaches or whatever. Slumming it. There you go. You can say that. Um, I mean, he grew up in Lakeview, which is one of the nicer neighborhoods. It's definitely a lot nicer than the South Side. Um, And I think it is different. I mean, that's the thing with Chicago, though, is there are people who are millionaires and there are people who are on food stamps who take the L, which is just the public transportation, the train. Um, So I I feel like he would be used to, you know, different levels of society. Like, he wouldn't be only hanging out with rich people. That's just the fact. Um, I I don't know how to explain Chicago. <laughs> I mean, the, the the politics and yeah. the demographics and the socioeconomics. Yeah. Got it. I mean, <laughs> it, it is it is very diversified within each neighborhood. I don't think that you're going to find um, you know people who are on food stamps living in a high rise on Lake Michigan, or you know like on the shoreline, but. 
Yeah. Now you you made, you made a good point. Um, obviously, Jimmy's buddies come into the picture as he as he's working as a barista. Is he? Is he? Mm-hmm. A very, is he? He's just in training so far. Who knows? But I loved what he yeah. said. He's like, oh, I'm just a manager. They make you. They make you do this to. And b- and before franchise. you can own, yeah. yeah before you can own a franchise. Um, but you had made a good point. Remember uh, this from past seasons ago that he was attending, or he lied about attending, right? Mm-hmm. He lied Mich- about attending Michigan. He said that he was at the top of his class so his parents wouldn't be suspect when he wasn't around and he was actually still in Chicago stealing cars. Here's what I liked, <laughs> here's what I liked about the storyline is that, is that him having dinner with his buddies. See, I mean, he was, mm-hmm. you talk about a look. That, that wasn't the look. But that was the look of like, I wish I could. Yeah. You know where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> so he, he, and especially like with all the odd jobs he's taken now, I, I think he's re- starting to really question mm-hmm. his decisions. Well, he even gave the girl at the coffee shop the, the look, that look as well. She Which, turned her, denied yeah. him. The brunette, he like eyed her and she's like, Oh yeah, because right? he was no. failing at like, his job. Yeah. And yeah. she, well, partly because she, you know, do you think um, that look from her to him was due to the fact that he was lesser than her, so to speak? A, l- a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, and we saw this in the last episode, I think he's starting to resent Fiona. Um, I feel like he is going to start blaming all of his problems on her, um, which, I mean, some of them might be. Obviously, stealing cars and dropping out of med school is not her fault at all. But I feel like he he even said last episode, right? He said she didn't ask me to if we should be guardians to all of these kids. She didn't ask me my opinion on all of these things. And you know, I feel like he's gonna start blaming mm-hmm. this lower level job on Fiona. He's going to blame these things on Fiona and then I feel like it might lead to their demise i feel do, like do, do you think it's already beginning you know where mm-hmm. you know he's saying to her the, and it seems genuine you me we but i think he's saying it in a what she doesn't realize he's saying it in a spiteful way you me we these are our problems yeah i think that i, I think he's clearly yeah they're definitely going to be on different we're already on like different pages now it's like for him not being able to suck it up and take the you know cleaning out the bugs and the and the crap that they were like she said you know she wants her man to be there by her side doing it so it's he can't take that kind of stuff and i think he really likes this other lifestyle and i think he feels like now he's looking at situations feeling like he never is a part of like you said he's never a part of what she decides to do she just kind of like does it and then tells him and he's expected to be on board with all the choices that she makes and i think he's going to see that if he doesn't you know, make a choice that that's going to be his lifestyle, and I think he likes the the more of the rich and the uh, you know. Should yeah. he be consulted though? I feel like all of her choices are made for her family, yeah. and while she doesn't consider him, it's because a lot of these choices have to be made in the moment, and he's not around. He's doing something else. Yeah. He is having sex with another girl, like in a loft. Like he's mm-hmm. he's doing all of these other things and I feel like she shouldn't have to include him in those choices. I mean she should, but a lot of the time she isn't able to. And he's not bringing much to the table to help her, you no. know. So. And I mean he if he wanted to live in a loft and live in luxury and find a nicer job, he could. It's his choice to be with Fiona. So if he wants to do it, he just needs to accept what's going on. That's true. Well, I, I commend Fiona for. It seems like she's she she still believes in the love. Is she fooled? 
I don't know. I think, I think I, I'm excited where it's going. I definitely do think she is fooled right now because, like, like you said, she's, he's got this whole other side life that she knows nothing about. You know, so she kind of knows about it, but not really. Not, yeah. to, not the to the extent. extent. Not yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I think partly a lot of his decisions in tonight's episode are okay. I'm I'm going to do my own thing because why ask Fiona? She never asked me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which isn't going to help at all. Uh-uh. That no. is not the way to solve problems. You have to talk them out. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, don't take advice from me. <laughs> You know who's really good? Martin, I'm going to start you up with your own show. Why? Because I, I like uh, one of our hosts said about Martin. Martin, who's in the booth, by the way, that Martin's happily married. How many years now? Almost two. Almost two. Yeah, I wanted to say, but you've been going out eight years, right? We've been going out, yeah, for eight years. Yeah, so that that's a, that's a happy couple right there. Martin's going to give relationship advice. I should. All right. I'm in. There you go. So call Martin, not me. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to the to the house. Patrick, the meat, of the, the meat of the story, and um, what I liked was the deadline kept decreasing. You know, we had to we had to make decisions fast, um, and and obviously that helped with the Jimmy storyline because the, you know Fiona was forced to make decisions to the point that she was looking for a new apartment. Um, what a shit apartment! Yeah, <laughs> where was that, Kathy? That was so yeah. bad. I honestly, it's somewhere probably on the south side, but even worse location. I don't know. And well, what is the what is the price? Like I don't I don't know the, the how, I mean, how does the pricing work? Pricing for for Chicago houses or apartments? Yeah, houses for I mean, rent. It, it depends on what location you're in. For a River North apartment, you can get one like a studio apartment for eleven hundred dollars at the lowest in River North, and that's one of the nicer neighborhoods. Um, same with like. Lakeview, I think it's going to start around $1,000 for a studio apartment. Um, for the south side, there are parts in the south side that are nicer. Um, like around a soldier field, it's going to be like a little bit more expensive because they are newer, higher-end lofts. Um, but when you get even further south, which is like where I think they live, um, it's cheaper. <laughs> I no, I'm, like, I'm just asking because nice I know, I know, yeah. I know. With Boston, you can kind of go go out of the city, and you could find a house oh. for pretty much like six hundred mm. a month. No, and it, it really but it's not going to be. It's going to be like a frat house. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to look, but it's not going to look to that level where crack pipes and stuff. I don't think they went out to the suburbs. I mean, a lot of the suburbs are nicer, and some of them are more expensive than the city. So it it really depends. I think that they are still in the city, and I'm going to say like a lot of the places on the south side are not good areas. So they're going to be cheaper. By the way, I loved. You know what was nice? It was it it was it was a really nice device where where they're all kind of meeting together and they're going the list of options. You know, because because all these options sort of play into into the storyline it was it was good indicator for the audience members okay here's here's the different options we in fact do have and and we'll see in tonight's episode um kill patrick <laughs> that was number option four, four. yeah <laughs> yeah why, why 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 exhaust all the other ones or whatever the, whatever the phrase was um so speaking about that, what I love about Carl is the fact that, you know, in, in his brain, there are no repercussions. It's, let's, let's do this. You know, I can't get caught. Mm-hmm. And obviously he doesn't, but it's, it was, it was very funny. I didn't think he'd take it that level. 
I didn't either. He's like, yeah, he's so bold this season. Like, you can just see his little brain, like, taking everything in and then plotting, like, and just, you know, like we said when we, we were watching it, we thought, okay, he's he's paying attention to find out what disease this guy has. You know, does he have cancer? What's going on? So we thought maybe he's going to mess with his meds or do something, but none of us saw the rat poison coming. No. So, that was awesome. Great. I mean, like, I know that it's bad for, <laughs> for Carl to murder someone, but it was so hilarious yeah. when he was, like, um, reading off the list. <laughs> He's yeah. like, uh, I think it was V was just like, what's wrong with him? Like, why is he puking on the, like, who is that puking on the curb and, uh, or on his Timberlands? Yeah. And Carl was just like, well, he's puking because he's, no, he's, he's like, he's nauseous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and death. Like dizzy and yeah. Shortness of breath yeah. and death. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, we've, we've, I don't know, we've always joked about him being killer Carl and we... <laughs> And we've made predictions on on After Buzz where he will be this kind of guy. But we, I, I did like Fiona's little speech with him. Like, can we just get on the same page? Yeah. Killing people is not good. Yeah. So I'm glad they actually were, you know, had this talk at 14. Carl, How old is he? I mean, I think he's 13 or so. 13, 14. Mm -hmm. But I I love how he's kind of grown into this character. Like, before it was just, you know, he would light off fireworks or he would do something. He would, you know, murder a cat or like a, you know, whatever it is. It was just like little things. And now there's actually meaning behind it. It's not just him being destructive. He's actually being destructive for a purpose, even though it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like it. So, like, when he was at camp, he, like, was being a little, you know, BS starter because he wanted to see someone's boobs. Like, he just wanted to be happy because he thought he was dying. He wanted to bring joy to his friend. Exactly. So all of these things that he's doing have a purpose behind them. Whether they're a good purpose or a bad purpose, it's still a purpose. So... Yeah. I, I think he's coming into his own. Like when he was in the, the the gay couple's house with Liam, he peed on a couch and, you know, had Liam color all over the walls for a purpose. Yeah. So um and in terms of in terms of getting Patrick out, I, I by the way, what did you guys think of the funeral? <laughs> we, we we should mention at least a little bit something about that. I mean just I love Patrick, like, hey, can we talk about when the uh, when the pain subsides tomorrow? I mean, so clearly it's obviously he knows that this is all fake and all that, but um, I like that would put him at odds. What about his tender words for her as well? Like, what was the old lady that he's like? Uh, (laughs) Frank was amazing at that, you know, uh, (laughs) and pointing out the one woman who did it better. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I tried to write that down, but I didn't get it down. (laughs) Um. All right, then let's talk about what actually did perspective. Let's talk about Mickey real fast and, you know, how that was just kind of a recipe for disaster. I, I at least felt that going into it. Like, this is, you know, there's what's called half measures, right? And you can't, a guy like that, you, you can't scare because then it's just going to escalate, right? It's like the Cold War. Like, you get a gun, then I get a bigger gun. You get a blah, blah, and it just escalates to nuclear war. So by sending Mickey in, you knew... For me, I, I knew it was going to escalate it, and it was just trouble. Like, you either... Right? Op, the option was you either kill him or you don't kill him. There's no in-between. Yeah. And how did you guys feel about that plan? The the Mickey plan? I, I agree with you. I thought, that, yeah, there was no room for, like, just trying to, to scare him. And plus, I'm sure he has all his guys. Like, he's, Ben would come back and just do the next retaliation to them. So, yeah, I agree with you. I thought he needed to just... It was really sloppy on Mickey's part. Mm-hmm. Very sloppy. 
And last time Mickey went into a house with a gun, he got shot. I just don't see why he keeps doing this. I don't know. Not the sharpest guy. <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> um, but Debbie, oh. certainly sharp. We yeah. love her so much. <laughs> Here's the really messed up part. Her journey in this season of being exposed oh. to phallic objects, for lack of a better term, <laughs> has really paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, it was great. First off, it was great to see that cop back. You know, yeah. I thought that was, that was really nice. Isn't he dating Emmy Rossum in real life, the actor? Oh, I think I he is. Know. Sorry. I just oh. look up the news gossip. and gossip. Yeah. <laughs> That's say. I didn't know that. Um, but good to see him back. <laughs> Obviously, uh, it, you know, there was that whole storyline in, uh, I think, up until season two. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, no one knew where Debbie was going with this. <laughs> Her talking about candy and... Oh man, so great! So I love quick her. Like on her feet, yeah. Too. I think she's really like watched Fiona a lot, so she's kind of grown into the same type where she's like, you know, she's willing to do whatever she has to do for the family and to keep the you know Gallagher strong. And but it's just so cute. Like I love her voice, and I could just, I, just, I, don't know, I do love the little, little girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, to come up with that and to be so convincing. Yeah. Oh and I gosh. love Fiona's little face when she just like looked at her so proud, covering it up. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like. Oh, She's like, you know, she's like brilliant. It was just the cutest little moment. I <laughs> loved it. Yes. <laughs> um, now, Kathy, you, you you had an issue with the debate outside, right? In terms of the the pricing for the house. Oh yeah, I feel like they should have negotiated it to be free. That's uh, just me. I mean, uh, they already have money problems, and even five hundred dollars a month is gonna be hard for them to get. Even like even if that is for the next fifty years. Hey, I mean, hey, give it, give it like three more years, and that's going to be like twenty-five bucks a month. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that it would cost a lot of money to get a lawyer and all of those things, but getting a lawyer, what, a few thousand dollars? That's half a year's of what you're going to be paying in rent to this guy. So why not still try to do option a- two and claim that it was, you know, the aunt wasn't of sound mind or whatever it is, or show that it was a forged signature or something like that. It's it's just not, it's just the battle they're not it's not worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Uh, but I love how it concluded. I thought it was great. I actually <laughs> did want Patrick dead, but when they brought this device in with, with Debbie, uh, I thought it was excellent. So, yeah. All in all a very good episode. Anything that you guys yeah. uh, thought was just funny in general, uh, such as the the Cho- uh, you know, I thought Chody uh, is telling Karen to put on pants. I thought that was funny. <laughs> anything, any little moments like that that you guys found hilarious that we might have missed? I had a quote from Frank. The man who lost his job and banged his sister-in-law. That's my Friday night. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was was good one. Good one. that was hilarious. I just wanted to get more into uh, Karen, like, splitting up everyone, Lip and Mandy. Well, and, I don't know. That's coming. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, let's get into predictions. All right, so to the Karen point, mm-hmm. I think that is coming. Yeah. Um, I'm. How far is it going to go? I feel like she's going to try to take it all the way. While she says that she's happy that Lip is happy, I genuinely don't believe it after some of the things that she did this episode. JJ. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I she's shady. I don't, I don't trust her at all. I just, I don't know. It's, it, 
bad news for Lip if he yeah. falls back for that one. I think, uh, you know, we're ent- entering episode nine. We're going to slightly veer off path again, you know, just because they have to kind of continue things uh, up into, and then obviously it'll be wrapped by the season end. Um, I'm excited to see. I think they'll spend a lot of time with Frank and, and the gay rides. Yeah. Which is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, Mandy. They're all turning into activists. <laughs> yes, they are. Man- Mandy uh, seems like she's going to have a prominent role in this whole thing. Um, there's a fight between uh, Ian and Mickey. Mm-hmm. So Mickey's does love as- win or does love lose? I think love is going to lose with them. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't see a happy ending for those two. Mm-hmm. I have another prediction with um, um, Jimmy. I think the chauffeur driver, or the guy tonight, <laughs> not his, his trailer yeah. guy, is going to somehow be the key to getting him out of that situation. Out of what with situation? The situation with the, the wife and the, like, I think they're going to get in, in, in like, yeah. a showdown with the... I, I honestly don't think he's going to try to fight to get out of that situation much longer because I think he's going to be done with the Gallaghers for a while. I think he's going to bail for a little bit. Yeah, I think he's going to tap out. And with that, I think we're going (laughs) to tap out for this week. Thank you guys for joining us. Where can they find you, Kathy Kelly? Uh, They can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. (laughs) And And JJ. I'm at JJ Jorgens. And we're, of course, here at AfterBuzz TV. Rate and comment, subscribe, tell a friend. And, of course, this week... Go to see Adventures of Serial Buddies at AMC Theaters in select cities. That's Boston, New York, Chicago. My mom went to Chicago's. Yay. Get all the Gallagher's in there. San Francisco and, of course, Los Angeles. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you here next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz <laughs> you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.